Welcome to the Bangers List Podcast. It's only our second one for 2020 because of all the things that have been happening in the world. Um, no point apologizing. We're just going to try and bring you guys some good music, good podcasts, great content like we always do. So, gentlemen, how are we? Good, thanks, how man. How are you doing? Great. So, obviously, we're not all in the office together in the studio. We're on our own home studios talking over some new programs. Very cool. Thank you, technology. Um, first things first, look, the song this week is called uh, Hook, Line and Sinner by a band called Texas in July. Um, it's been on the playlist for a fucking long time. I would have listened to it a lot more, but I've just been really caught up watching all those reaction videos on YouTube. What about you guys? <laughs> yeah, that's you know, what hell. you can really do to get through the day, right? Exactly. Yeah. That's it. What else do you do, right? Um, yeah, it's good, to, it's good to be back in the saddle, sort of, with the technology. Yeah, we've tried if, to do uh, it weekend. Yeah, if the three of us who are all pretty much 30 years old didn't take about an an hour to try and figure out the software. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of us did anyway, you know. Yeah, I, I'm going to say that that was an issue between the desktop client and the web client. But anyway, Hook, Line and Sinner, Texas in July. Uh, sample first. Pardon? Sample. sample. Oh, first? let's do the sample. Yeah, sure. Excellent. Here's a sample, guys. Enjoy. So pretty heavy to begin with. Very heavy band. Uh, they are from Ephrata, Pennsylvania. And here's a little bit of trivia that I found out the other night. They, um, so Ephrata, I think, I hope I'm saying that right, is in Pennsylvania, like I said. Um, August Burns Red, who we talk about a lot, are from Lancaster, Pennsylvania, which is 16 miles northwest of Ephrata. So it's a hotbed for two bands. Excellent. Yes, yes. Well, the, uh, these two bands are sort of more connected than you may think. The Texas in July is no longer around, unfortunately, but their drummer, M uh, Adam Gray, is the drum tech for Matt Griner from uh, August Burns Red. Yeah, oh, he, cool. filled he, in. he fills in for him every now and then. Yeah. Yeah. And um, if you like, if you watch a, there's a lot of video playthroughs live of Adam Gray playing this particular song. Uh, you watch him play and you're like, yeah, okay, I understand why he fills in for Matt Griner now because he's arguably as good as and possibly better. There you go. So a little, little bit of trivia for them. They were around from, I think, about 2004, 2005. Till about does, anyone, does anyone have that? Uh, yeah, a little bit before that. I think they broke up about 2014. they broke up. It was 2015? End of 2015, yeah. There you go, yeah. 2007 to 2015, because, you know, we all did the, the required reading. Yeah. <laughs> um, they put out, I think, three albums. One of them was a um, compilation record, which was a bunch of re-recorded stuff that they did. And they put out an EP or two as well, which was, uh, which was pretty good. It's a pretty big decade of work for them, I guess. Yeah, exactly right. And I think they, they would have toured with a few bands. I think they were one of those bands that got a lot of those um, like undercard supports for a lot of bands that come through that area or did sort of laps of America and stuff like that. Yeah, because obviously it was a busy time for, I guess, metalcore, heavy metal bands. But a lot of bands I'm starting to see now really just flew under the radar a bit and didn't get quite as big as some of the big name bands did. Yeah. Not to say their music was worse. They just didn't, I just didn't reach the wider audience of the world, I guess. And these guys seem to be in that boat. They, yeah. you know, did their tours. They loved doing the tours. They loved the work they did. They didn't break up for any negative reasons. I think they just went their separate ways. Yeah. And they did like, you know, they, I think a few of them did say they probably 
wanted to do more or go further or get bigger. It just didn't happen. And it kind of you know, fizzled out. They did like a, uh, a last tour, farewell kind of tour. Yeah. Which is interesting. They just did it for themselves and for the fans. Very cool. And uh, yeah. Well, that was that was the thing too. They had a they they changed vocalist very 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 late in the piece. Oh, okay. um, they they had the original vocalist Alex Good was uh, from 2007 to 2014, and then they had this one bloke um, JT Cavey fill in for that sort of one year. I don't know if that was for the um, the farewell tour, sorry, or if it was just the other guy. Basically, I think he said that he wanted to just go and spend more time with his family and. You know, he didn't have any bad blood with him. He just said, hey, this has been fun, but, you know, I'm going to go do some other things and stuff like that, so. Yeah, it's a bit of a shame. I think, you know, this band, from what I've, what I've read and what I've heard, they've got some really good stuff out there. And I think, you know, if they could have maybe stuck around a bit longer, could have lived up to their potential a bit more in terms of, you know, the the audience they could have reached out to. Because, I mean, they've got some kick-ass stuff. It's, yeah, yeah absolutely. They were, they were one of those bands that, and I know that we talk about August Burns Red a lot, and Joel wanted to do one episode on them and then never speak of them again. But um, it's <laughs> not going to happen. Unfortunately, they are one of the sort of more consistent benchmarks. But um, I haven't listened to everything that Texas in July did, but a lot of their stuff was that sort of like late 2000s, uh, early 2010s, August Burns Red style, in that it was a lot more technical. It wasn't just like, you know, breakdown, chugs, everything. They sort of, they had a lot of the off-kilter stuff. Their guitarist and particularly their drummer, Adam Gray, was quite technical and quite well-versed. So they weren't really generic or I guess. They were just one of those bands that, like you said, if they'd been around for a bit longer, maybe they would have moved up a few notches. But unfortunately, they didn't. This song yeah. in particular, though, uh, it is pretty basic and simple and it does fit that 2008, 2009 era of um, like the basic metalcore kind of thing where yeah. very the intros into the verses is very common. Like it's just got the, it's basically two notes for the intro, just the, the chugging and stuff and hitting the third note. And then they move to the verses where it's got a, that alternate picking style, which is popular, was very popular then. It's still popular now, but back then I think it was common, maybe like every band in metalcore kind of did it. You know what I'm talking about? That, that first verse part? Yeah. That changes you up. And then that, kind of gets repeated throughout the song. So this song in particular isn't super technical. It's not no. oddly varied. It's just like, you know, intro verse, another verse, breakdown, then just blabbers off, repeating itself, basically. Mm. So it's interesting. To, I didn't listen to much more of the other stuff, but they, you said they change. And they, uh, if you want to listen to the other stuff, they, are, they do branch out. A little bit, yeah, from what I heard. I also didn't listen to heaps of it. It's one of those things you... You, you mean to get around to listening to something and then everything else sort of just gets in the way, but then you've got infinite time to listen to the things that you really want to listen to. So yeah. you sort of, you sort of wonder to yourself, well, do I really want to listen to it or am I just telling myself that? Yeah. You know, it's like I wanted to listen to Amity's new record, but it was garbage. So I listened to Polaris new record instead. And that's what you do. Like you don't want to waste your time. <laughs> but he, yeah. I thought that was going to come up at some point. I didn't want to bring that up because we aren't talking about that today, but that was, that was a little bit painful, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. It's funny. You watch the, you look at the video clip for this, um, this song too. Um, and it's a very, very 2000s video clip. Like there's not a lot so going on besides <laughs> the fact that they're just playing on a roof. 
you know what I mean? Like that's what you did back then. It was like in a roof, in a building, in an abandoned building, you know? Yeah, and like at best, it was like overcast and you had some chick like running away from someone. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like in, that was in the woods. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a real Blink 182 kind of video vibe to it, doesn't it? Yeah, and, and yeah. like much like the ABR guys as well, you can see like they've got the, the flock of seagulls haircuts. Yeah. <laughs> you know, which was a meme back then. It's, no, like that was after it was a meme. Like it was a meme after after a meme. Sort of, it, it sort of became more mainstream to have that haircut. I guess um, <laughs> the haircut where you like covered your eyes with your fringe kind of deal. Yeah, yeah. And then you, you like the guys got the box. Like you notice that that was a meme a while back. Like front front men having just like a box or a barrel or something to put their foot on while they were oh, out their dank lyrics. Use it on like the amps and the. Uh... Yeah, yeah, but there's always just like you like I'll send you the link for it now, just um you know because technology. Look at the underneath the uh, like the main picture on Wikipedia. They've got a screen grab there, and he's just got that box. In the 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 word, the most egregious fucking instance of this that I can think of is a band called Attack Attack, and they've got a song called Smoker Hondas, which is not a great song to begin with. But he's got like a little wine barrel that he sticks his foot on. Weird. And you're like, righto, that was that was a very specific prop to bring to the show, but fair enough. I also want to just yeah, you go. It's just a singer's thing. They need something to like lift that leg up to help a bit of air get through their chest easier, and you know that's how they identify as a singer. <laughs> Maybe it's part of the look as well. Who knows? One thing I wanted to point out that nobody else will care about, but the the title of this song irritates me greatly because it doesn't have an Oxford comma in it. Have you guys noticed that? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> there should be a there should be a cover for and sinner and there isn't and every time i listen to it i love this song but that fucking irritates me very greatly so the grammar police are here the grammar police no, i'm with you julian I'm, I'm a big fan of the oxford comma i think yeah. that's how it all, all should, <laughs> i prefer the uh the all right fuck both walken of you because you're making so. fun of me now what about the christopher walken commas mate uh they're a different thing again hold on level i don't know if you could actually fit enough commas in this title to make it a Christopher Walken comma, but no, you'd need like, there's a, you'd need like a, one of those old school, like sort of emo hardcore bands that used to have like egregiously long song titles. (laughs) Like there's a, there's a song by the chariot. The, the, they had, there was words. The title was, if memory serves me right, someday in the event that mankind figures out what it is this world revolves around, thousands of people will be shocked to find out that it was not them. Some days this includes me. Jesus, long. It's a fucking minute and a half. That's it. Like it takes longer to say the song name than it does to listen to the song. (laughs) So, but yeah, yeah. So what else? What else? The lyrics, boys. I don't understand if they have anything to do with the title and I'm feeling like they don't. No, I, I was a bit confused by it as well, because they're not. I don't know. It's like it's like a old hardcore song. It's just really short lyrics, like you know, not much content, yeah, I guess. Really, really not much to it. They don't really give you a lot to work with. I was sort of a couple of listens through, and I still can understand the lyrics. So I just looked them up, and uh, <laughs> I, I kind of got the picture as about someone who sort of just lived like is real fake you know, and not really showing their, their true colours and and sort of live, living a lie. But my take on it, I don't know, like it's, yeah, really not a lot to work with. And, yeah, I got a similar feeling that maybe it was about someone up themselves. Yeah. But like nothing clear here. And I don't think that 
is was common back then. A lot of songs were incredibly basic and easy to understand what they were about. So I had no idea. I looked the lyrics up and went, well, they make fucking no sense. Yeah. I, sometimes I think it's just one of those things like bands will just write a song and the, the lyricist would just be like, it's either personal or I just wrote lyrics. Like it doesn't, they're not, they don't have a meaning. You know, they're just, these, these guys were um, labeled a Christian band too, I believe. I was going to ask about that. Yeah. So, cause I, I did read, someone said that it's to do with, you know, their, their like uh, how they, how they're perceived in the, how they would be perceived by God and, and all that sort of stuff. And I don't know where, if that the lyrics can somehow tie into to that, but yeah, I was reading it. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about, man? Well, that instantly gives it a fair bit more depth as well. Yeah. But I mean, it's one of those, those things too. I was watching, um, I forget what his name is. A guy on YouTube that does like what killed this genre and what killed that genre. Um, and there was a, there was a one video we did, like basically what killed Godcore. Well, it's not Godcore. It's what I call, <laughs> I, I call this sort of thing Godcore. Um, yeah. and it was this video he went through and sort of, there was a period where Christian music was not cool. And then all of a sudden bang, like under oath, Norma Jean, fucking August Burns red, like all of these bands sort of came through that were by their own admission Christian, but they weren't making Christian music as such. Like it's not worship music, but there was a very, very specific sort of point where that became very cool. Do you know what I mean? Like it was about sort of 2000 and, five to about 2010 i'd say and then people just sort of went oh well, we don't really care anymore yeah so these guys were sort of part of that i would say yeah and maybe that's the problem maybe they sort of really got going once uh people didn't care anymore yeah that's very possible i mean like no when i say care i mean it was very popular yeah you know what i mean like it was, it was cool to be like a christian and into hardcore yeah, you know, like religious as such, like sort of one of more Western religions. But yeah. that was like I remember my brother and a lot of his mates. They were all like my brother wasn't religious as such, but a lot of his friends were, and they were all like you know hugely into hardcore. You know, that was all they listened to, and I sort of was curious, like where did all this sort of you know religious friendly hardcore come from? So that was you know sort of maybe where these guys capitalized. I don't know. It, I could be completely wrong. It was all just conjecture. We don't actually know if they were going down that path or not. That's what, that's what we do here on the, on the bank of this podcast, just 110% conjecture and 50% oh, yeah. me rambling. <laughs> that's it. All right. Well, keeping it short and sweet today, what are the other bands that you guys can think of that you like that sound like these guys? August Burns Red. <laughs> no, I'm not accepting that today. Um, what I'll say instead is that I don't know if any, any of their songs have cleans in it, this song definitely doesn't have cleans. It's just harsh screams the whole time. Yeah. And some, maybe some spoken growls ish. So in I that, know that with, uh, and the kingdom came that line, he basically says, or he shouts it. Yeah. That was the only line that I can understand on the first <laughs> listen through. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I would actually like to mention though, that while the, it's the drums in this song, like, you know, what, watch a playthrough. The guy is, not it's not he's not just talented he's just very technical as well you can you watch him play and you go all right you have a a a stronger grasp of how to play the drums than you're actually playing right now Mm. you know what i mean like you you watch a drum and you go okay you know how to do more complicated like polyrhythms and you know stuff like that ghost notes backbeats all that sort of thing that is your bread and butter you know I don't know about the guitarist. I it's quite dynamic. The, uh, the drums are quite dynamic. I noticed he does throw in some little 
a bit of his own flair here and there. Like we just had maybe a triplet or some kind of yeah. 64th notes just in random spots throughout some bars to give it a bit more whatever. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, he's, no, he's a beast of a drummer. Drums. He's an absolute beast of a drummer. There's no doubt about that. And a Julian in, in answer to, or not in answer to your question, you really ask a question, but just elaborating on the point you made, I, I watched those, uh, those drum cam videos of him performing this song and it's just, um, it's, yeah, it's a, a lot of respect for his, for his talent and, uh, and yeah, his ability. It's just absolutely amazing. And yeah. in terms of the guitarists, uh, they're really, really tight as well. And I think, you know, kudos especially to, uh, I can't remember his name, the rhythm guitarist, uh, very, uh, yeah. That would have been a guy called Logan Mora. Yeah, it was just, just phenomenal. I think, you know, the lead guitarist in this point who does the sort of the, the faster riffs, I mean, they're, you know, it's very impressive too. And very no, cool. sorry, I tell a filthy fucking lie. That's okay. Chris Davis. He's in the Ghost Inside now as well. Ah, right. Well, yeah, you, Chris Davis. We'll, we'll come back to that in a sec. You keep going. Chris Davis is, uh, yeah, he's done a fantastic job in this song and he's, uh, the, the rhythm is really tight. And, you know, I was, I was trying to actually try to play along to it a bit. And that, that work he does with his right hand is just... It just feels really, really jarring. Incredible. Yeah, and it's... Yeah. It, it is. It, it is really jarring and... On the guitar? Yeah, on the guitar. Okay. Like, it's... it's And it's technically quite hard to do. Like, those those rhythms and where he's accenting, it's really... It, it, so, the guitar, from what I saw, it's, it kind of sounds as well like he accented just before... Like, at the end of the bar, before the new bar starts, he'll hit a chord... And that chord that he hits in the last bar kind of is the first beat of the bar it's coming into. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's so right is it, at the end. For someone that doesn't speak guitar like me, is it accurate to say that while there's the note work they're playing isn't anything like you're not doing fucking staccatos and legato runs and that's all the words that I know about stuff from what I heard Jim oh, yeah. say one time like <laughs> 10 years ago. You know, they're not using all these crazy fucking um, notations, but uh, like they're what they're doing picking wise and their technique is, is where their flair is. Is that more fair to say? Does yes, that, does that make right, sense? Yeah. Like, yeah, they're playing like a lot of the same notes, but the way they move around that small number of notes, picking oh, right, yeah. both hands working together. That's very, that's how it should be. I reckon it's about average. It's just interesting that he like hits his chord on what feels like the end of the bar. And then it carries, carries into the next bar. That's about yeah. all that was weird about it for me. Anyway. it's Yeah, it's one of those songs. It's kind of like that song of, ship of, of The Ship of Coffin. That It just sort of takes you by surprise. There's nothing that you can put your finger on about it that blows your hair back. It's just sort of as one does. I was going to say, um, so Adam Gray from the final lineup, he's now the drum tech for August Burns Red, as we said before. Chris Davis went on to become the guitarist for The Ghost Inside. and uh, He was unfortunately involved in that accident, I believe that put them all in hospital for quite some time. And the singer that joined them for the last year, he's now in a band called Era, E-R-R-A. I don't know if anyone's heard of them. Right. I have not. I've, I've heard of them. I always confuse them with a Muir. Um, so it's, it's interesting that a band that wasn't massive, sort of a lot of them went on to do much bigger things. Well, yeah, I'm glad. Yeah. Because, I mean, they've, they clearly, they've, they've demonstrated the talent they've got. And, uh, I'm glad they're continuing to pursue it, even, you know, albeit in other, in other projects. And other yeah, projects. absolutely. It's kind of like the reverse of Dennis Stoff. 
he was shit and then he got a chance to be in a good band and wasn't very yeah. good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just just throwing some shade there. Poor bloke. Nah, he was a dickhead. Can't get Blake. <laughs> um, <laughs> Hope he gets a sore back. <laughs> That's, that's a very that, that's a very old joke for those that have listened to us for this long. Right. Okay. Bangs. Are we jumping into bangs already? Okay. Unless you want to break it down more for us, Daniel, the real musician. No, well, I did have something I wanted to say about some other oh, go for people it. might be interested in. in oh, we did skip that. Yeah. Yeah, Speak into the mic so that. I can hear you though. Okay. Well, can you hear me now? How's that? Well, um, so... Uh, not so much all their songs, but every now and then falling in reverse, would just do this, this out of the blue, just heavy as fuck song. Right. Um, guillotine especially, four. In the, especially. Yeah, exactly. Guillotine four, the prime example. And then uh, and it's just brutal and it's real technical, especially, you know, when Jackie Vincent was still involved. Um, I, that's, that's the impression I got early on. It's like, Oh, this reminds me of Jackie Vincent's work in uh in falling in reverse so people you know might want to if they haven't give falling in reverse much of a listen check out uh a few of their a few of their albums probably most i'd say mostly uh just like you their third album has the some um similar kind of licks and chops and uh and also another band um that i think we've got a song on our playlist as well uh called after the burial similar mm-hmm. kind of genty style uh very very technically driven fantastic drums fantastic guitar work and and unclean vocals uh, all the way through so yeah some similar similar bands as well that do you guys have any or any other bands that sort of um the forefront of your mind or any other songs oh, yeah definitely there's i mean just the the sort of riffy feeling i get from polaris polaris would be a lot, a lot sort of not softer but one one that I would pick so Joel doesn't fucking scrunch his face up at me is Feeder to the Sharks. Yeah. I don't know. Joel got me into them actually. They're just that real sort of heavy riffy kind of in your face. Like that opening guitar lick from Hook, Line and Sinner, to me it's always sounded like a dog. Like it's oh, a yeah. really big like Rottweiler sort of just growling like ready to yep. jump at you. Yeah. So um, just sort of that really aggressive hard playing, I guess. Um Glass Cloud is another one, if anybody's heard of them. I haven't. So it might be worth checking out. Basically, uh, Of Mice and Men had a singer called Austin Carla, and then he did a edited album and then basically fucked off for a year. And this other guy came in, and then they fucked him off when Austin Carla wanted to come back and join the band. Uh, and his name was Jerry Roosh or Roush or whatever the fuck he was. He got together with sort of a, an all-star team, I think one of them was from a Muir, if memory serves me right. And they did a, a one track, a one um, album band called Glass Cloud. So they had sort of that technical kind of weird off kilter, like breakdowns, but off kilter breakdowns that weren't on the one, two, three, four, if that makes sense. So that would, that would be another yeah. one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's, it's interesting that you say of mice and men, because they're a similar band in the way that I think a lot of their songs were just, um, completely void of cleans and just a lot of intense screaming, which is similar to this. Yep. That's yes. Yeah, a similar vein there. Some of their older stuff. Um, and yeah, that's about it for all that crap. We'll move into the bangs. Uh, Cause I'm interested to see how much you guys actually like this one. Who wants to go first or I can. 
You can go, go first. I'll go first. I'm going to give it a six because I think I must be in like a bit of a pop punk mood these days. There wasn't enough cleans <laughs> for me to get wet. So yeah, but yeah. that's that's not that's not a bang. Cleans don't bang. When do cleans bang? Yeah, no, rude, rude. Well, this guy, I put a, I put cleans on the playlist. He's like, no, nope, doesn't bang. <laughs> doesn't have doesn't have cleans. No, nah, fuck off. Hard oh, four. You're right. Oh, look, I'll give this no, no, six point no, five. It's, it's all personal preference. That's fine. Six point five, and also lyrically, I couldn't understand it, which I don't know, so I couldn't connect with it lyrically, which is just a bit of you know, I'm just being an obnoxious asshole, really. So six point no, five. I think being like you know, ba- uh, the the factor in bangs as well is how hard you can scream it live. Do you know what I mean? And if you don't know what you're screaming, or it's hard to sort of keep up with it, you know, maybe there's a bit of off-time delivery or stuff like that. So I'll, I'll definitely endorse that as legit. What about you, Daniel? Um, look, I'm a, I hadn't given it a, a many listens until a couple of days ago and then basically just had it on repeat and it, it just grew on me, grew on me. And I just, the, the more I listened to it, the more cool shit I'd notice in the song, like all these little subtle things and, um, I even, you know, just just everything about this song, I'm a, I'm a fan of, uh, with the exception of maybe the, maybe the lyrics are a bit, maybe just a little on the weaker side, not terrible, just a little on the weaker side. But overall, bangs hard, great riffage, the drums are phenomenal. Um, Would you say the riffs are crunchy? <laughs> yeah, they're crunchy. <laughs> they're cr- riffs are crunchy. Um, and uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to give it an eight. I'm going to give it an eight. I really dig it. Yeah, bang! Uh, I pretty much agree with what you said. It fucking it just slaps hard. It's it's one of those songs that's you know you get in, you fucking bang your head, you get out. There's not really a lot to it. It's sort of and there's a little bit of sort of beauty and simplicity, I guess we'll say, without trying to sound too deep and edgy. Um, the last section um, after the lyric, the line, and the kingdom came. It goes into the, it's a similar breakdown to the opening part. And then it sort of builds momentum. So you guys got the straight breakdown and then you, the, the drummers sort of does like a Adam Gray does this sort of fill. And then you end up with one of the guitarists doing this really, really fast picking like um, riff, I guess you call it. And it just, it just builds momentum really good and then sort of yeah. finishes really strong. So that yeah, bit, I fucking yeah, I love, love that. that. Yeah. yeah. My, my, that, my, that my my, my poor girlfriend has to listen to that at full volume every time it comes on in the car. I just <laughs> gradually turn that last bit up more and more. So yeah. thank you to her for putting yeah. up with that. So on, on, on that, I would give it, yeah, a solid eight. Nice, it's, yeah. No, I agree with you there. I think like how it that really builds up and just explodes at the end. I think that's why it had a lot of sort of uh, replayability. Like I had it yeah, on repeat. It, it, I literally it has that, like an hour, you know. Yeah, it, it has that. Sorry, you go. Yeah, it has that like technical element to it that's not just a straight four-four breakdown. So you don't get sick of the chugs, if that makes sense. Yeah. And then one of the other guitarists, the, the guitarists are sort of swapping between whatever they're doing. So yeah, it's, it's it does have that replayability. Whereas like something with a just a generic four-four breakdown, you definitely get sick of it because it's the same fucking thing over and over and over. Whereas this is um, the same but different. It it sort of adds to it over and over and over. So. Yeah, I'd, I'd say an eight. Easy. Excellent. Mm. Well, um, how about, uh, you know, Joel, I don't know. It seems like you're not the biggest fan of this song, but you've given much thought into who is the, the most valuable player 
in this particular instance? <laughs> no, but I can steal an answer from you guys and say it's probably the drummer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, I don't know. It's nothing really stood out to me in this one, unfortunately. Okay, Julian, who's uh, who's the MVP for you? Ah, uh, the drummer for sure. Adam Gray, yeah, I'm with you there. I mean, at first I was I'd, yeah. Gonna, at first I was leaning towards uh, one of the guitarists because they both did pretty phenomenal jobs. But I think yeah, Adam Gray is a driving force in this song and. And watching his work on the the drum cam is, yeah, mind blowing. Yeah, it's kind of kind of unfortunate, but you sort of think, uh, not unfortunate. It's kind of weird that it helps like helps you like this song if you've seen them live. Mm. I don't know. That's weird. Normally, it's you know they sound good on the studio, so then you enjoy them live. But it's sort of the other way around here. Yeah, and uh, speaking of live, seeing them live, obviously I didn't, but. I was checking some of their content out on YouTube and I saw a clip of this song live. Um, I saw them playing at Vans Warp Tour. That was, that went pretty well. But then I saw them, I think when it, this song first came out, cause this was from their early days, right? This song, this was or rel- relatively uh, one of their earlier albums, I believe it was yeah. like 2011, 2012 maybe. And um, uh, I saw them playing this song in like, I don't know where it was, but, would have been in front of about 20 people. <laughs> oh, rough. <laughs> yeah, but that would, that, you know, it was it was kind of cool. You have good shows yeah. and you have bad shows, I guess. Yeah, well, yeah I don't, it just looked like it was in, it was just like in some community hall or something. You know, it was nothing. Yeah, got to start somewhere. Yeah. Then your local pub, yeah. Yeah, but, but very relatable, you know. See them. Yeah, look, I, I've played a show to about five people before. It's not fun. I think I was one of them, wasn't I? Yeah, I think <laughs> you, you were one of them. Yeah, it was like a it was like a midnight show that we did. Fuck, oh, it was yeah. like midnight on a Wednesday. That was rough, <laughs> but we were just trying to help out another band that was coming through. Um, yeah, who were unfortunately a pack of cunts. But anyway, that'll pretty much do it for this week. Mm. I think now that we've got uh, some yeah. technology, we're not all completely. Oh, we'll get we'll get better at it. Uh, you know, if you guys have any good suggestions. Uh, hit us up on Twitter in terms of platforms for for doing this shit online. But I think we're slowly but surely getting this figured out. Maybe yeah. we can ask our uh, our tech guy, our sound guy, Colin. If he's Colin, yeah. Uh, he'll Where definitely... was he today? Oh, that's right. He was running a um, no, 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 yoga no. class. Was that it? No, no, no. He was he was defending a supermarket because he oh, that's right, a supermarket. Yeah. But he's actually Still... in the middle of building a gym at home. He went out and bought a whole bunch of his own gym stuff. So he's currently up to his nuts in bolts and um screws and all sorts of like okay. racks and stuff so he's doing that i'm gonna go work out with him later and by workout i mean i'm gonna go eat pizza because <laughs> we're not allowed to leave the house because uh yeah. fucking yeah COVID 19 fucking mint yeah so use all your free time to uh, listen to some music tell us what you think and we'll talk to everybody next week thanks guys please <laughs> he's already gone <laughs> <laughs> all right you can stop recording with